Um, hello and welcome to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Today I have three very special guests indeed. I have Wayne Taylor, team owner of Wayne Taylor Racing, and his two sons, Ricky uh, and Jordan. Gentlemen, thank you very much uh, for your uh, for your time. Wayne, I know Wayne Taylor Racing only show up to win, um, but how do your emotions change racing out without your two boys in the car? Well, obviously, seven, uh, 2007 was a dream, yeah, and a family dream for the three of us to be together and win, win, win everything that we did do. And um, really, at the end of the day, I set it up for the long term, and I wanted mm-hmm. to give them the chance to show their talents. Yep. And clearly, mm-hmm. they did that. And mm-hmm. Ricky went off to Roger Penske, um, and then Jordan, of course, got called to GM, so both got really spectacular drives. Um, but um, it was a bit hollow feeling coming in here the first day, but quite honestly, once I'm on the timing stand, you, know, you just don't even think about it. It kicks it's in and weirdest, it's still racing. the weirdest thing, yeah. I keep them, I monitor where they are, you know, but it's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> and you've, I've, I, just walking into your transport here, it seems that like, obviously, Ricky and, Jordan, or Ricky and Jordan are your biological sons, but you're surrounded by a sort of secondary family here, aren't you, and your team? I, yes, I am, and that's, uh, that's the hard part, because some people say, they said, if your sons leave you, will you keep WTR going? And I said, of course, I've got all these other kids here, <laughs> with their families that I've got to take care of. <laughs> And uh, Ricky and Jordan, you know, you've served a, a racing apprenticeship that like most racing drivers just couldn't could only dream of. What are the best lessons that you learned um, as a whole as racing drivers uh, racing for WTR? I think just learning the process of what it is. Uh, I mean, Max Angelelli was here as well when we kind of grew up driving, and he was a big teacher. Like he liked giving us lessons and doing things in a certain way, and I think we were kind of raised that way. Um, just the way you do debriefs and post-session things and post-weekend things and making reports and mm-hmm. taking notes. So I think just doing the work, like doing the extra work and doing your homework and then the next year you go back, you've got all your notes to look back on and just be better prepared. And, um, and just being around different teammates. With winter racing, you're always going to have a good teammate, yeah. especially at Daytona. There's always someone good in the car that you can learn from and, and the whole team can learn from. So I think that's a, that's a big bonus as well. Yeah. And any bad habits picked up from your dad or Max? I think just being so comfortable. I think you just get into being very mm-hmm. comfortable and it's just a family and mm-hmm. you forget that you're here in a very professional situation racing in big events and it can be very comforting and then you, you go to a team like now Corvette and it's a much different feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big, a big change for me. Does that comfort, you know, you see Penske and Corvette, it doesn't really get much bigger in global <laughs> sports car racing. Is does that does that lack of comfort does that does that change things going forward? Uh, for me, it wasn't bad because I was with Corvette for six years. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. If Ricky had a different experience. Yeah, it's. Um, I was talking to my engineer the other day about the pressures that you feel, and I feel like driving for Wayne Taylor Racing, you don't. Obviously, Dad's going to tell you when you did a bad job, you did something wrong. He's not definitely not going to tell you. Um, tell you off but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're going to know at the end of the day he's always going to have your back and yeah. he's probably not going to fire you. Yeah, uh, so you'd hope not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so <laughs> with, that. With, that, with that kind of lower pressure level um, I think Jordan and I are both throughout the years are forced to put ourselves under pressure and, um, mm-hmm. and so the pressure is just what we put on ourselves 
And so when we go to a big team, um, that doesn't change. The only thing that changes is the expectations of the team. Mm -hmm. um, but we're we're used to feeling the pressure, and I think that prepared us somewhat for. Yeah, and of course you're, you're you're carrying quite a legacy, family legacy as well. Uh, yeah, and then racing that's a responsibility in yeah, itself. You're it? always yeah. fighting the people that are saying you're there just because of your family. Uh -huh. and, and yeah. We definitely were. We, we we don't shy away from the fact that we wouldn't be here without mm -hmm. our dad and, um, and our upbringing and the opportunities. Um, but also, we wanted to make the most of this situations and. Um, and so now we are where we are because because of what we went. Yeah, and I guess a couple of couple of Rolex watch watches <laughs> puts that to sleep. Saying, yeah, yeah we, we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and Wayne, your team seems to be a magnet for top drivers. Obviously, Rick and Jordan are very very highly professional drivers. But in 2020, you've got an incredible lineup. What was the process of putting together such a lineup, or is it now just well, habit now for you? Well, well no. no. <laughs> You've got to, you've got to for the twenty-five. You've got to have drivers that are fast, but mm -hmm. also understand the strategies and understand that they're not competing against each other. Mm -hmm. Because that's the biggest thing is that when you have drivers who want to compete with each other, you you nine times out of ten end up losing the race. Mm -hmm. So I always try and pick drivers that um, have had experience at Daytona or Sebring or Le Mans, mm -hmm. and you know I always like bringing in. A, a big name, mm -hmm. you know. We brought in Jeff Gordon when Ricky and Jordan won with him. Yeah. Then last year I brought in uh, Fernando Alonso and Kobayashi, and then this year it was a lot different because with Jordan leaving, it was up to decide what we were going to do with our lineup. Mm -hmm. And then of course I had no option but to um, hire Ryan, who's like my third son, adopted yeah. son. And so he was quickly on board, which is easy, and we kept Ranger on. And then Scott Dixon had uh, approached us through um, uh, Stephanie Hansen. And, you know, I was like, man, if I can get Dixon to come on board, he's won everything in any cars. He's won the 24 hour. He's calm. There's no. So he, he was quickly on board. And then Kobayashi. He was on board immediately, and if you look out in the, if you look at the names and the teams, mm -hmm. we're the only team that each driver has actually won the 24 hour. Every driver in our car okay. has won the 24 hour. Okay. Yeah. And I believe you you woke Kamui up in the middle of the night, ask offering him a job. I did. <laughs> it was 3:30 in the morning. Right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he said, No, 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 it's no problem. And I understand he's been very helpful on the commercial side as well with Konica and Alta. Yeah, as well. well, yeah, the the, the president, uh, Mr. Um, Yamana, son, um, really took a liking to him. And uh, after the 24-hour, we flew the car to Japan. We had a big function out there with him. And and today he was showing me on Twitter that in Japan, Mr. Yamana, the only thing they ever sponsored was Olympic players, Japanese Olympic yeah, players. Sure, yeah. And all of a sudden, the Twitter feeds are turning into motor racing. Wow. Because wow. Yamana and him have got such a close relationship. Right. Which they, neither of them knew each other Before until this, this weekend. Uh, and today, we, d we did an unveiling of a, of a Konica Minolta flag, mm -hmm. where every single employee at the corporate building signed on this massive thing. And we had it with uh, Kobayashi, Mike and I holding this thing out to the TV. So the support from Japan is yeah. incredible. I gotta just figure out how to get more money. But uh -huh. just, that's the hardest part. Uh, well, that that was one of my questions. I said, looking back on all three of your careers, I mean, 
the relationship that you guys have with Conoco Minolta is almost unheard of in racing. I mean, how? I have two questions. How? First of all, how do you maintain that support year on year? And second of all, what does a company like Conoco Minolta look for in a partnership with a race team? Well, it's like I tell everybody, you know, um, I would never get involved with going and doing cold calling for sponsoring. It's all about um, it's all about the people, mm-hmm. and uh, it's all about building a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I built a big relationship with Mike Mate, um, and a big one with Rick Taylor, who's the CEO. And we, we are very close friends. Rick has been the most amazing uh, supporter and fan, and done this. And you know, there's no way any of this would have happened without them. Yeah, without that. And personal. people don't understand that, mm-hmm. but it is the truth because. Mm-hmm. If Conica Minolta has decided not to do this, at least they've got another drive, mm-hmm. you know. But and you know, we do a lot of work though as well on the B two B side. You know, it's um, basically uh, very B two B driven. Mm-hmm. Where part of what we do is introduce them to big companies, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's worked for them on both sides. Yeah, and clearly, it's and they've, just, they've just had two wins of the Rolex Twenty Four Hour in three years. That's, can't complain at that, that they're getting the value there. Jordan, you've you've obviously you've raced with Corvette before. Um, you've previously stated that Antonio Garcia most impressed you during your time racing with him. W- what is it that's so impressive about him? And did you get to request to, to drive with him for this year? He must have done a lot of research to find that quote. <laughs> um, that was a dinner with racers one actually. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well. I think when I was first at Corvette, like, he's so quiet and calm, and I think he's just the most unexpected guy to be a, a race car driver and be a quick and aggressive guy on track. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's very analytical, he works very hard at it, and he's very good at understanding the tire and how to make it work. Mm-hmm. And for me, going from prototype to that, prototype you get one type of tire and that's it, and in GT racing you get options. Mm-hmm. So I think learning from him about the different options and where you can use them and how you can maximize them. And, make them last through a stint as a good like teacher to have and mm-hmm. um, kind of got to learn from moving back to GT racing and I definitely didn't have a choice of who I was with I think once I signed a contract I'm doing whatever they want me to do uh, but I was happy to hear that, that he was going to be my teammate and it's been a good fit so up so far and thankfully our driving styles are very similar so we're okay. asking for the same thing so good. you can set the car up in a nice yeah. compromise and, and Ricky for you what's it like when you get a phone did you get a phone call from Roger directly to say no. Hey, you want to come and drive? Or? No, he just talked to my dad. Ah, really? <laughs> so you're the power broker the last week. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, everybody asks, like, what was that phone call like? Or did your dad not want to let you go? And I always tell them, my dad was the one that sent me away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not 100% true. I mean, you, you could but, put it either way. But all of us were thinking, you can't say no you can't yeah. not take this opportunity yeah and was that the thought process obviously leaving it's a kind of rock and a hard place you go leaving a family team yeah. but it's, yeah. it's, it's you know lots of you know? people I mean even Ryan Ray who drove with Ricky and Jordan Ryan I think spoke to Ricky and said you can't not take this he said yeah. I spent my whole life trying to drive for Penske and I haven't yeah well, I but you know, I was going to say the other thing was we were teammates for like four or five years and we hadn't won some of the things we wanted to win like we finished second at Daytona like four times second at Sebring mm-hmm. And that year before he left, we won Daytona and Sebring in the championship. So I think if we, hadn't, if we hadn't won all, like, Petit, Sebring, and Daytona in the championship yeah. together, yeah. it would have been, like, sadder leaving. But I think yeah. that was a good 
kind of time to, to part ways. Yeah, finish off on that. Yeah, yeah. five wins in a row yeah. in the season. Yeah, if ever there was a time to part ways, that yeah. was like, oh, can't bear this guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I tell you how it did happen. Ricky was testing the IndyCar. And, yes, yeah, and yeah. Tim Sindrick called me and he, I was in Sebring and said, hey, I don't know why you sent your son down because he's pretty useless. But Roger Penske wants to talk to you. So Roger comes on the phone and he goes, hey, how long is his contract with GM? He just went half a second quicker than my championship winning driver. I said, how do you know that? Because I said, Ricky doesn't even tell me. He goes, how do you think I know? I'm on the radio to the engineer from Detroit. I know exactly what he was doing. So we need to figure this out. Was it? And you're like, oh, okay, Roger, yeah, no problem. <laughs> we can talk about because that's Penske's organisation is the envy of a lot of people. But it's every race team wants to be like Penske, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, final question, because I know you guys have got a really you've got a lot to do. The Racing Genie has granted you all one wish. You can all choose one race, one car, and any co-driver to share with. We'll start with you, Wayne. Who would you, who would you pick? I mean, you mean with, with people that I've driven so, with? No, no, anybody. So you've got a crystal ball. You can have so you're any gonna, any you're race. Gonna, you're going to tell him to pick his favourite son. No, but that, that was deliberate so that he has to pick someone else other than you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. It's, not, it's not family. Uh, no, it's yeah, not let's family. just say you can't pick Ricky <laughs> yeah. or Jordan because oh, yeah. one of them's going to get yeah. really upset if you choose one of the other. Who would I pick? That's a tough question. Sport, the sports car related, so it could, right? could be anybody. Yeah, yeah, so you can go to you can go to the Monaco Grand Prix, you can go to Le Mans, you can go wherever you want, in yeah. any car and any driver. I think um, Tom Christensen. Tom Christensen. Ah, that's a good choice. Car. Audi. Audi. The diesel. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. going to cost emissions. That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Not a GM car. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I can edit it out if you want. <laughs> Jordan, how about you? Um, I think maybe maybe like Mario Andretti. Back oh, in, cool! Uh, yeah, in, in like a nine six two at Le Mans. Yeah, I think for us we didn't get to like see that era and yeah. understand it. So I think hearing the story, the crazy stories about it. Yeah would be cool to experience. Yeah, and at Le Mans, I suppose. Le Mans, so Le Mans, yeah. so I was interviewing Ryan DL earlier, and he said Le Mans, Bentley, Dario, uh, Dario Franchitti. Typical uh, Scottish yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ricky, how about you? I always liked the 333 Ferrari oh, yes. yeah. at Le Mans. And um, if I don't, you could have had me as your teammate. I won the race. I know. Um, and I, I consider Max family. Um, so I think also Tom Christensen. Tom, Tom Christensen. Yeah. Oh, he'll be pleased, won't he? I suppose he's <laughs> yeah. won it the most. You can tell you guys are competitive. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish I wish all three of you the best. Oh, fuck. oh who's oh, it now? No, no, no. I just realised I would have chosen somebody before him for Tom Christensen. Who? Well, you can say it. Alan Magnish. Oh. oh, Tom Christensen's going to be furious with you. <laughs> I mean, he listens to every single one of my episodes as well. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. <laughs> well, I wish uh, all three of you the best of luck nice. uh, to win to win a watch this weekend. Thank it's a big you. race. It's my first time here and Is I'll be cool? cheering for you. So thank, thank you very you. much for your thank time. You. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Oh, pl absolute pleasure. Yeah, if you need anything.